So how is everybody? Everybody doing all right? Good. Very cool. We're starting a new series tonight, and we're calling it Heart, all right? Or maybe you use that to say love. I don't know. Less than three. We're starting a series, less than three, all right? <laughs> no. We've been wanting to talk to you guys a long time about relationships and about once a year, once a year, we kind of dial in to relationships. You know, I mentioned the gathering earlier, and what I want to share with you about the gathering is that for the next eight weeks, the um, gathering is talking about um, relationships, what it means to be a guy, what it means to be a girl, and how the two come together. We have one in Cedar Park. We have one in Avery Ranch. So I want to encourage you to go to that. But for the next four weeks, we're going to be talking about four significant relationships. And it's all about heart. It's all about how we express our heart, how we love the people that we're going to talk about. So, I mean, in no certain order, parents, dating, friends, and others. And in fact, we're going to talk about friends tonight. Now, how many of you guys, you want to be a good friend? You want to be a good friend? Everybody? Okay. Yeah, that's pretty good. Anybody here, you want to be like a bad friend? You want to be like the, you want to be angry guy or angry girl? Who in here? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, everybody wants to be a good friend, and even the toughest person who says, well, I don't like friends, they bother me, go away, all right? Even, the even that kind of person, they can't last that long. I mean, friendships are pretty essential to, to living the kind of life that you guys want to li live. So let me ask you something real quick, okay? What does it take to be a good friend? What does it take to be a good friend? Just uh, throw some, okay, loyalty. Trust, fun, Murph says money, who said honesty, who said honesty, very good, that reminds me of, Bill, of a Billy Joel song, do you want to hear it, I don't think you do, I don't think you do, I don't think you do, you don't want to hear it, okay, honesty, it's such a lonely word. Everyone is so untrue. Honesty. Yeah, okay. I'm done. All right. Okay, so honesty, trust, loyalty. Some say money, okay? What else? Tattoos. Have you guys seen my tattoo? Just, oh. Okay, it's all good. All right. Okay, so, so we all know what it means to be a good friend, and we all want to have friends, and we want, you know, we want our friends to be good to us. We want, you guys have talked about loyalty, you've talked about trust, you've got incredible things that you're saying. And so, like, I could say a lot of things. I could talk about, I could give examples of great friendships that are going on right here, and there's plenty of them. There's great stories. I could, I could um, kind of share with you about, you know, great friendships I've had. But rather than talk about what it means to be a good friend, I kind of want to talk about what it means to be a bad friend. Nobody wants to be a bad friend. But I think sometimes we do things, we're not even cognizant that we're doing them. We're not even aware that, it, that we're, we've got this behavior. And we're actually just laying this path of destruction with our friendships. And so if you really heart your friends or if you really love your friends, and it's really important to you, these, this thing called relationships, 
then I kind of want to challenge you with some things real quick. I want to talk about three friendship killers, all right? Now, there's lots of them, okay? Now, as I talk about these things, there might be some of you in this room, you feel like I'm coming at you, okay? You feel like I'm, I'm kind of, you know, kind of working you and being stern. That is not my desire. My, by the way, that sounded really cool, mic'd up. I sounded like Thor. So the very first thing, the very first friendship killer is gossip, all right? Gossip. I want to talk about gossip with you guys, all right? And if you heart your friends, then you're going to do everything in your power to run from this relationship killer. Now, how many of you don't say any names? I'm not into that. You would actually be replicating the pattern. How many of you know, uh, or you know someone who is a gossip, who is a gossip, all right? Anybody know somebody that's a gossip? All right, now think about that person. I want you to, everybody, and you know, you know those people, they always have the inside scoop. They're always the first to know. They've got the low down. I mean, if something's going on at, on campus, or, or if you think something's going on, you can just go straight to this person, and they're going to just vomit everything that they know. Whether they, they, they may think that they know what they're talking about, but, the, but, the, but more than likely, they don't. And so as I say that, I don't want you to be malicious in your heart against that person, but I want you to picture that person. And then what I want you to do is I want you to think about one of the lowest times in your life. Maybe it was a time that you were really struggling with something personal or you had some kind of issue that you just needed to get out there and you needed to talk about, you needed to walk through. And I want you to picture yourself needing to go to somebody. More than likely, that person, if that is their reputation and if that is what they've kind of made a living off of, that's going to be the kind of person that you're not going to go to. I mean, the definition of a gossip is someone who habitually spreads private facts or private rumors to other people. And when you're at the lowest in your life, and when you need help and you want to dial into a good friend, you think about that person, and that's probably the person that you're not going to go to because gossip is a friendship killer. It is very destructive, right? Now, see, the opposite of that, the person that you're probably going to go to is a friend. And let me kind of just define friend for you. Like tonight, I'm going to say this a couple of a couple of times, but a friend is someone that you know, it's someone that you know, someone that you like, and someone that you trust. I mean, trust is such a huge part of friendships, and one of the easiest ways for you to destroy your relationships and to not love your friends or to not be a good friend is to gossip, to gossip, to let your mouth just run ragged, to run wild. Well, how does this happen? I mean, you know that when it's unfolding, it's something that when, when you're the one that's being gossip, gossiped about, doesn't that kind of make you want to come unglued? Aren't you kind of like, what? That is not true. Who said that? Well, I can't really say that. You tell me right now, I'll kill you. All right? You get it out of them. You beat, beat it out of them. You go hunt that person down. And it is just like, if it's a girl, it's awesome because then it's like girl fight, you know, two girls. The whole school's like, woo! Bing, 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 in this corner, all right? It is awesome, okay? And especially when it's something destructive. Now, listen to this. I want to kind of share some things with you. Here at the Uprising, we kind of get together and we have discussions, and one of the things that we leverage 
is this thing called the Bible. Now, if you've been coming to the uprising for a while, you're used to that, and you're kind of growing and knowing what the Bible says. But even if you're here tonight, you've never been here, or you're not into the Bible, maybe you have one, it's a little, but, you, but it's something that is difficult for you, that's okay, I get that. And, that is, and I'm just glad that you're here. But the Bible is something that even if you don't believe in God, when you read it, the wisdom that it gives, I mean, you can't argue with it. Listen to what Scripture says. A gossip betrays a confidence, but a trustworthy man keeps a secret. Proverbs eleven thirteen. Here's here's another verse. A perverse man stirs up dissension. You know what dissension means? It's like a big fancy word for like like fights. Like they they just spread it up. They just work it. And then it says in the same verse, and a gossip separates close friends. So like a gossip has this crazy power. They can take two of the best friends. They can just kind of give a little something, and those two friends are like, they're apart. But listen to these words. I mean, these key words, betray, break up, separate. I mean, this is what gossip does. It separates people. It causes strife. It, 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 points, it, it points the finger with no source or legitimate reason. It's just like this crazy thing. It's kind of like, and, and gossip, I mean, why does it happen? It's like, it's like a horror movie. I hate scary movies. I really do. I like suspenseful movies. But, like, when I go to a movie, man, I am a chicken. How many of you guys, you'd be honest, you're like, I ain't do, I, I'm not, I, no, no. You're in a theater. The theater could be packed. It could be packed, and you're like, you're good. You're with your lady, or you're with your friends, and you're trying to be all that. You're trying to be all bad. But then the scene comes up, you know, the scene, the music starts, and it's like getting creepy. And then you're like, you're like, this is me, y'all. I like, I like, like, reach for my drink. I take a drink. I put my drink down. Then I bring my hand back up. And then I'm like, you know, I'm like, I got the hand over my eyes. I'm like, you know, I hope the other person's not looking at me. But I'm like looking through those cracks, man. I like double up. And then I make a little peephole. And, it, and it's like the screen's blurry. And it's like, oh, my gosh, you know. So, I mean, like, movies like What Lies Beneath, where she closes the medicine cabinet and the creeper's there. I'm like, ah! Scream, yeah. I scream just like I did when Andy got in that wreck. I mean, So, it's like a horror movie because with the horror movie, especially the old school ones, what happens is, is that the music starts, okay? The music starts and a noise happens. And then some moron decides that the power's off in the house. People have already died. And something happens. And, like, I'm going to go alone and check it out. <laughs> Stupid, man. Like, what are you doing? And they go. They leave. And they're like, I'll be right back. No, they won't. No, they won't. No, they won't. Don't you hear the music, fool? He's out there. He's going to kill you. And you're like, you're like screaming. They can't hear you or you've got people in the theater screaming at them. It's like, how many times are they going to go to this well? And it's just that, and it's like the same thing with gossip. It's like this big, nasty thing. We hear the music. We see the creeping. We watch the person making the bad decision, leaving the house and their friends, going solo out in the woods. And sure enough, they get axed. But they can't help themselves. They can't help themselves. It's just, it's just their character in the movie. And some of you guys, you're walking around in your relationships, and, 
and you're walking around in your friendships and you see you see something unfolding, you see something juicy, somebody comes to you. Did you hear what happened yesterday? Seriously, right? It's like this crazy thing. Wait a minute, wait a minute, somebody's going to get axed. I mean, everything within you is like, this isn't cool, this is not good. And and somebody's going to get axed, somebody's going to get hurt. But you're just like, I want to look away, but I can't. You want to look away, you want to step away. Everything is telling you something's not right here. But you're like, no, I'm drawn to it, I want to go out here. I don't know if you know this, but I know I shouldn't tell you got a promise you won't say, I heard from their friend who heard from their best friend. And it's like when you're getting the gossip and when you're giving the gossip, it's like this crazy blob of power. It feels good, right? You like have this control over somebody. You got the goods on them. You've got, you've got, you've got the inside scoop. And so like you, it's kind of like, look what I got. Yeah. Hey, hey, come here. Check this out. It's like a, it's like a Pokemon. <laughs> Woo! A badness, all right? You've got, you've got this incredible thing. So like with friendships, if you want to, if, if you do not heart your friends and you want to kill your friendships, then take that gossip. Receive it. And then spread it. Don't go to the source. Don't realize that there's two sides to every story. Just kind of take it and just kind of ride that, ride that wave for as long as you can. The Bible says this, without wood, a fire goes out. That, that's pretty simple. You don't have, you know, no wood, no fire. Ooh, okay. All right. Without gossip, check this out. Without gossip, a quarrel dies down. So maybe there's a problem. Maybe there's an issue. It doesn't affect you. But people are bringing you into it. The moment someone cranks your ear over toward them, or the moment you see yourself beginning to feel tempted to take something that you know or something that you think and spreading it out, shut your cake hole. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. It's not cool. And it's gossip's like money. And what people are doing when they gossip is they're trying to buy things they don't have. They're trying to buy friendships. They're trying to buy loyalty. They're trying to buy maybe popularity. Ephesians says this, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful, helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. We have this saying around here with the uprising. Choose to speak life. Don't speak death. Don't speak death. Even if there was a huge percentage that it was true, you can just walk away and challenge that person. I don't need to hear this. Like, can I tell you something? The moment you say that to that person, you've taken the power away from them. You've like made them go bankrupt with their primary currency. And when they figure out that you don't take their form of payment, they won't come to you again because it doesn't work with you. Okay, so number one, gossip. If you heart your friends, don't gossip. Number two, if you if you heart your friends or if you want to kill your friendship, then be shady. Be shady. Be shifty. What do you mean by that? What, is, what does shady mean? The Bible says this, and I know I'm throwing a lot of scripture at you. It says, 
Like clouds and wind without rain is a man who boasts of gifts he does not get. It's like, you know, you're all excited. There hasn't been rain. Maybe you're not excited. Old people get excited. We need rain. We need rain. All right. Old people get excited. Like you see your dad, he's all pumped up because there's this big, dark, ominous cloud over the house. Yard needs rain. Be happy. All right. And, and your dad's Indian as well. Sorry. Okay. But, you're, but, but when you see a big black cloud and you got your umbrella and whatever it is that you, Ella, Ella, all right? So you're all, you're all walking out prepared for rain and then it just doesn't come. That's kind of like, that's kind of what I'm talking about. In essence, when, what the kind of shady and the shifty that I'm talking about is if you're a friend and you don't keep your word, you make promises that you are never going to keep whatsoever. You don't intend to keep them. It's kind of like, you know, you have, you, you want them, you know, you're, you're talking with them and something's going on and you're like, hey, Friday night, man, show up at the, you know, I'm gonna, I want to go to the movies. You want to go to the movies? Yeah, I'll be there. And you're like, you're like, you go to the movie and you're all set. You're going to be there. They say they're going to be there. But then when you go to the movie, you're, all by yourself, all right? And then with a person who's shady or careless, listen to me, the root problem is, is they don't think about the commitments that they're making. And then amazingly, they blame it on something else. Oh, I forgot. Um, man, something came up. Something came up. Now, as I told you in the beginning, I'm not perfect. Nobody in this room is perfect. And I have to be reminded of this garbage. This is so easy to do. It's so easy for us to just to just throw things out there. It's kind of like what we've talked about already. A friend is someone that you know. A friend is someone that you like. And a friend is someone that you trust. And if you have a friend and they're constantly making promises and saying that they're going to do things, but they don't follow through, your trust is like getting, your, your, this connection between you and that person is getting further and further apart. I mean, we have a word for that, and some people may go as far as to say that he's lying. He just says whatever it is that he thinks you want to hear. I mean, he'll say anything. And it's crazy, but it's true. Sometimes we do this, and we don't even realize that we're doing it, but we make these crazy commitments. But, but the same kind of principle could be applied. I mean, you, you make a promise, and you don't intend on keeping it. There's Grand Canyon. You guys ever been to the Grand Canyon? I've never been. But they have this thing, it costs $4 million to make it, but they have this thing that goes about 50 feet out away from the highest part of the Grand Canyon, and it's made of glass, 3,000 feet up in the air. 3,000, anybody know what I'm talking about? Have you seen it, Andy? Okay. I can't imagine, y'all. The 3,000 feet, that ain't no joke, all right? And so, like, you're all on ground. You pay if you pay money or whatever. Maybe it's free. I don't know. But you're looking out, and you see the drop-off, and then you got to take that step. And if you're like, you're like, you want the full show, you got to walk all the way out. And I can't imagine. It would be like, <laughs> walking out there, okay? Now, it would be crazy for you to, like, have this confidence that you really shouldn't have. And to be like, I'm looking across there, and I think I can jump from here to the opposite side of the canyon, all right? 
That'd be stupid. That would be impossible. And so, so like, in the same way, in the same way, with, with this crazy thing of letting your mouth run loose, you're making promises that you can't keep. And this gap is too far. When you get to that place, the gap is too far for you to overcome. It's, and you got to ask yourself, how do your friends see you? Are you constantly not where, you're, not where you say you're going to be? You don't do what you say you're going to do? And I'm not trying to get on to you. I'm just trying to help you. And I'm just trying to help you be a better friend and to recognize what friendship is and what friends do. Because we live in this crazy world that says you do what feels best to you. And this world tells you that it's okay for you to make promises that you're not going to keep. I mean, that's their fault. They're the ones that believe you, stupid. All right? Okay? You had something better to do. But can I tell you something? When you get older and you, like, get a job and I know you're not there yet and you want to, like, buy a car or buy a house, your word and your integrity and the things, the promises that you've made and the promises that you've kept are going to be a part of who you are. And it's going to go far. When you get a job, if people trust you and you do what you say you're going to do and you follow up and you follow through with what you, what you said you were going to do, you're going to be the one that gets the promotion first. You're going to be the one that gets the raise. You're going to be the one that gets the girl or the guy because you can be trusted. So how do I avoid this friendship killer? How do I? We talked about gossip. And when it comes to letting my mouth, because, I mean, we're people pleasers, right? We want people to be happy. We don't want people to be mad at us. We don't want, we don't want to upset people or hurt their feelings. And so, like, they ask us these crazy things, and we're, like, stuck in this moment. Uh, I should say no. I know I'm not going to be there. I have another commitment. But we're like, yeah, I'm going to be there. If you had a friend and they came to you and they're like, bro, man, I can't get, I can't get into the, to the, to the deal tonight, and or I can't eat because I forgot my wallet and I need five bucks. So can you loan me five bucks and I'll pay you back? You're like, okay, sure, bro. I'll pay you back. I'll pay you back tomorrow. A week later, you have to hunt them down or. You, you're, you're hanging out again, and you're like, hey, man, you can just get me because I got you last week. Oh, I don't have it. I don't have it. And, and man, I, I want to eat too, so, like, can you loan me again? And you keep doing this, and you keep doing How long do you think somebody will do that, just keep doling out five bucks when nobody pays back? It's the same way with our commitments and with our words. People are going to be like, he is a true friend. When he says something, he means it, and he's going to do it. I mean, that is a very powerful thing. Jesus said this, Jesus, son of God, says this to his best friend, simply let your yes be yes and your no, no. Now, a lot of you in this room, may, you probably don't have a problem with that, so I'll move on to number three. It's a, don't gossip. You want to, you wanna, if you don't heart your friends, then just run your mouth and make sure they run their mouth too. And then number two, make commitments that you're not going to keep. Don't hurt your friends. But if you don't love your friends or you don't hurt your friends, then be the person that blows up. I know, I know I'm going a long time, but this is the last thing I want to say. All right? Blow up. You guys, you guys if, you, if, you're, if you're tracking with me, what I mean by blowing up is I mean be crazily angry. Be irrational with your anger. Go postal. Go crazy. And I know we all struggle with anger from time to time. Have you guys ever had like this kicking shirt that you bought at a store and you're so excited to wear it and you're like at the place to be 
and, and you're like, hey, you know, you hope people notice my shirt. And you're all chowing down on like, you know, like a hot dog or maybe some chicken nuggets. And you're not paying attention and like this mustard shoots out and lands on your shirt. It's like, oh my gosh. And you're like, quick, give me some ice or some Sprite. And you're rubbing at that joker and there's some things you can't get out. There's some things you can't get rid of. What's it, once it's done, it's done. And so this mustard... This crazy mustard stain is on you. You give it to mom, she can't wash it out. Nothing she does works. And it's the same way with anger. Real quick, when we blow up and we get mad and we go postal and we maybe say some things that we're going to regret later, the damage is done. We've already done it. Listen to what Scripture says. Do not make friends with a hot-tempered person. Do not associate with one easily angered got to ask yourself, do I get upset? Do I get upset? Am I the kind of person? I used to get so mad at my parents, and they would lecture me, and they would, you know, don't you slam that door, you know, and, and like if I back talk, I invited like another hour of lecturing. You guys, you don't know when to shut your mouth, but like to keep myself from going postal, I would run inside my room, and I would take the door, and I would like, right before it got to the point, just kind of close it softly, but I wanted to slam that choker. I'd get on my bed, and I'd grab my pillow, and I'd, like, I was so angry, y'all. And when I get mad, I get mad. And so what I would do is I would, I had this bed with a, that was, had a wooden bed post, and I would, like, go over to it, and I'd be so angry. And I would bite that bed post as hard as I could. Teeth marks were everywhere until, I, until my teeth hurt, or until I got my anger out, and I was so frustrated. You know, when you're a child, you don't know how to deal with your emotions. But when you become older, you've got to learn to keep yourself in check. It's like the Incredible Hulk. The Incredible Hulk, I mean, he's just kind of like doing life. I'm David Banner. And you're doing life, and then somebody looks at you the wrong way or messes with something that belongs to you or, t- or talks to your girl, and then all of a sudden, Benjamin Sledge. All right. And, and it's like, and, and what he does is he just goes on a rampage, just destroying everything in his path. And that's what anger does to our friendships. The Bible says this, don't be quickly provoked in your spirit. Anger resides, check this, in the lap of fools. Pretty much you're, you're just showing your stupidity when you just fly off the handle without taking a second. So what is it? So how do I become a better friend if I am hot-tempered or I get so angry and I lash out physically or verbally or emotionally at people without even asking them one single question? Take five. Take five. But sometimes some things happen to you and you're justified. One time I was eating lunch with my boys, with my wife, and Cooper was just a little baby. And we were with another family. And we, didn't, we weren't, like, overbearing, but our kids were excited. I want pizza. I want pizza. I want pizza. I want pizza. There were three construction workers, two seats down. And I guess our kids annoyed them because they started mocking our kids. I want pizza. I want pizza. Everybody was looking at them like, dude, you're a jerk, man. They're kids. They're excited. Give them a second. Pizza's going to come. But they were mocking our kids. Can I tell you something? Inwardly, I was Oh, so I, they kept doing it. They kept doing it. They kept doing it. They kept mocking our kids and repeating what our kids were saying. I had Cooper in my arms, and I got up, and I, I was so mad. I wasn't even thinking. I wasn't even thinking. And I was like, 
these guys were big, and they were all in the booth, and they're like, you want something? And I was like, if you have a problem with our kids, why don't you talk to me instead of talking to them? You got that? And that one of them stood up, and I was thinking within myself, yeah, I shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> I, was, I was like, in my mind, I was picturing myself pitching the baby to the bus boy, you know, <laughs> grabbing a chair and, and, just you, and just picking it up and raking it back and forth across that booth, just knocking the tar out of them, doing whatever I could. Just Anyways, so that didn't happen, all right? But I'm like, they stood up, and this, these teachers, and you got to love teachers, and they're like, if you wanted quiet, you should have went home and made yourself a beep sandwich, all right? And it was beautiful. Everybody in the restaurant was like, sit down! All right, luckily for the teachers, they saved my rear end, all right? Now, I know that sometimes when somebody crosses you the wrong way, you feel like what you're going to do is justified. But if you don't stop and really think about what's happening, why it's happened, and you don't check your heart or you don't check your motive, you're going to go incredible hulk on your friends or the people that you say you love, and you're going to end up doing something that just creates and destroys creates this gap, and totally destroys trust. My dear brothers, take note of this. Here's the deal I want to leave with you guys. You've been so good sitting there. Listen to this. Take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Stop and listen. Really listen. Don't stir the pot. Don't, like, think about what you're going to say in return. Don't take cheap shots. You always, you never, very seldom in life are things always and never. Really listen to the person. Take ownership for what you did because there are very few times where somebody didn't have some kind of role in it. All right? Take your responsibility. So lastly, this is it, all right? And I thank you for sitting there. But if we love our friends, if we heart our friends, we're not going to gossip and we're not going to listen to gossip. We're not going to make promises that we have no intention of keeping. And then we're not going to blow up. We're not going to go postal and let our emotions go crazy on us. Be a friend that says no. Be a friend that thinks about how you're loving your friend. And be a friend that doesn't react. God, thank you for these students. And I, I thank you for how long they sat here. This was a mouthful. It was a, I just pray that it just is something that they can take and they can use and that they can think through. I am. Uh, Lord, when you gave this to me, I was it crawled all over me. Um, just help me to be the kind of friend that looks like you. And uh, God, I thank you for these students, and I pray that um, you would be with them and protect them. In Christ's name, amen.